Hey, Janet. Hey, Kent. Oh, I just lost my joke. My page refreshed. What type of drink can be both bitter and sweet? What? Reality. (laughs) (laughs) We're still in COVID-19 mode. Oh, my gosh. Well, and let's just start off by saying uh, Thursday's recording is going to be weird because we started it off like it was today's recording and ended up not being because it went really long. So you have that to look forward to on Thursday. So when we act like it's, you know, Monday, it's, Monday, it's, it's not. not, it's not. Sorry for the confusion. But nobody knows what day I'm it is so anymore anyway. because it's Sunday right now. What are we talking about? Yeah, nobody. I, yeah, it's Sunday when we record. So we got to figure out how we're going to reference the day that we post it. And nobody really knows, honestly, what day it is anymore. Do you? No. It's really hard to keep track. And we're coming up on spring break. So no school stuff to... Uh, yes, school stuff. Yes. I don't care if it's spring break. I'm making all your kids. Oh, no, stuff. I know. Getting caught up on other stuff and things like that, but nothing new. Probably yeah. no meetings. So I'll let's... take a week off, I suppose. Are you ready for the three things? Yes, but first, this is one of the posts that I saw on Facebook about not knowing what day it is. <laughs> and it says, for those who have lost track, today is Blur's Day, the 14th of Maprilay. <laughs> <laughs> You tried to have me read it, and I was like, I can't. I know, that's why I read it out loud to you. (laughs) Uh, Dyslexia, it's what it is. So yes, now I'm ready for the three things. What three things do you miss most about life before (laughs) (laughs) COVID-19? My past life? What three things do I miss most? Um, What do you have the hardest time Mostly my social events that have been canceled. I couldn't go to the Tool concert. Um, I am really missing the Viva opportunity. Yeah, the opportunity that we had to go to Viva Diva. I can't go to movies. I can't. Uh, That's I can't not go true. To... Water Gardens in Pleasant Grove does a drive-in now. They have a set-up screen. They and... have? Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. So, uh, How are they handling concession stuff? There's just nothing? There was a drive-by. Earlier. Like since this like whole thing started, through. they've been doing drive-by. I know they were doing that with their popcorn very early. <laughs> yeah, you could go buy a bag of their popcorn instead of doing your, you know, microwave stuff at home. You could have the real movie theater popcorn bags of it. So that was a good idea, but yeah, just I think um, number one is those social events, being able to be out and be social with other people. Number two, having my kids at school. <laughs> I don't necessarily mind working from home, but having everybody there makes it really hard. And I think that's part of why my mental health is suffering so much at this point is because I'm working in my pajamas and I'm working here and there and I'm guilting myself for not getting the projects done that I expected to. I can't make myself do laundry. Well, they say you should get up and take a shower, put on makeup, you know, do everything you would have done going to work. Yeah. Which is just jeans instead of comfy pants, I guess, for me. Because <laughs> I don't do makeup. I should start wearing jeans to your house. Your kids would be like, wait, where are we going? What's yes. going on? Yes, you should. <laughs> you should wear jeans. Uh, uh, but the other thing is that I notice my hygiene has suffered. I'm not. I mean, I'm still showering as regularly well, I didn't as anything, I did. But... <laughs> my face washing and my toothbrushing has drastically decreased. Really? I, yeah, I, was do, I do it every day. But there's days that I just haven't, I don't, you know, I get out of my routine in the morning because I don't have to leave the house and I put off sitting at my computer in five minutes for as long as I can, <laughs> you know, until it's like five minutes before. Um, so, yeah, just, you know, being able to send the kids to friends' houses and stuff like that, too, not just school. Goodbye. But, yep, get out of the house for a little while. They can't do that. They get out of the house and I panic and have to chase them down. Well, it turns out yesterday 
May and Genevieve were chasing the dog because he had gotten out. So they were kind of by a friend's house where Sam thought they might be. So maybe they had checked to see if they could play. And they said, what's the matter with you? Get away from our house. Or they didn't answer the door. <laughs> well, days earlier, they were playing at the park. And then the night, that was, it, yeah, it was that night. That's Sam night the puking sick. started. And, then, and it's now been through May and Chuck. Yeah. It happened to Chuck last night. So, I mean, we still have all the normal colds and illnesses out there. Sure. We're, and they're catching them. But we're trying to keep them inside as much as possible. So I missed that. And then the third thing I think would be, I don't know, I was going to see being able to make myself go to the store, but no. <laughs> I think having access to um, the regular stuff, like going out to eat, you know, yeah. being able to leave and go do something uh, aside, like I want to go eat at my Mexican restaurant so bad. I had takeout on Tuesday of last week and it, it's just not the same. Same as fresh and not yeah, not the same as going to the restaurant and being waited on and that kind of stuff and and that social you know you get to people watch and I don't want to people watch at the grocery stores. I don't want to people watch in general right now. It's really scary. <laughs> people are all just like having a hard time. Life's not normal, so I miss that. What are yours? Restaurants was my big thing. I miss just a good like pho. Um, Although pho king is doing their fuck it. In Did you Orm. see that? Yeah. yeah, you showed that. I just fucking enormous. And I love them, and I really don't. I really feel like they're a clean restaurant, but mentally, I'm just like, I don't know if I want to risk. Even doing takeout. Even doing takeout, like, I don't. It's know. just the surfaces you have to worry about, not the food. Well, I like looking at my containers before I open them. <laughs> I only open the containers with my mouth, so no, that's not an option. But I, yeah, I mean that to me was more social because I know, as sad as it sounds, the owner there. <laughs> we talk every time I go in, and so just it's just different because you don't you can't go in. It's curbside now, and I just miss being able to be on Facebook and not feeling anxiety, just scrolling mm. through Facebook and just normal stuff, you know. Yeah. And the last, the third thing that I really miss is the kids being in school. <laughs> you stole all of mine, <laughs> but just the normalcy of life. Because not, it's not normal right now. We're doing so many different things that it just doesn't feel There's normal. no routine. There's like no structure. Like I woke up structure. this morning and thought, oh, it's Sunday. Oh, wait, no, we're still in this COVID-19. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's still our reality. Yeah, I thought about that. That's why I recorded, asked you if we could record later. Because I was like, I don't have anything else going on today. There's nothing else to do. And everything else is off schedule, so why not? <laughs> so I just miss routine and schedule and just the normal things. What do you want to talk about today? Well, I think, uh, you know, mentioning the conversation, we'll continue it again on Thursday (laughs) (laughs) because that was supposed to be today's episode, but it's whatever. Um, I kind of wanted to talk about some of the facts around what's going on and kind of the things that we've experienced to this point, because today is March 29th. We record on Sundays. So some of what we'll talk about, I mean, it's changing daily. It's changing hourly, you know, Mm -hmm. the number of reported cases and things like that. As changing all the time. And so, you know, documentation wise, I think it's important for me, especially to talk about what's going on because it's the only recording I'm doing. I'm not writing anything. I'm not really taking pictures. I'm saving a bunch of memes because <laughs> the memes are on point. We'll talk more about it on Thursday, but Tiger King, man, is just like dominating yeah. Netflix and the world right now. It's so great. At least Murica. 
Um, so I thought we'd kind of dive into some of the numbers and what's going on and the reality of coronavirus. Can I just say my numbers real fast so I can get yes. that out of the way? Uh, Trump's approval rating of how he's handled this whole situation is at 60%. 60% approval uh-huh. of, how, of his research. response. And Gallup says that his approval rating of typical non-voters, which is like under 30, is up by 3%. How many points was it up among Hispanics? 17%. Yeah. And African Americans, 10%. That's amazing. So that's the good news for me. That, yeah, those are those are the reported numbers. That's facts. And we're sticking with facts for the most part. I, yeah, I was trying to search through, and it's all just opinion pieces about how horrible Trump is, how horrible he is. And then you go and see how people are actually feeling about how he's doing and seeing that 60% of Americans polled approve of what he's done so far. And these are approval ratings that are done all the time. This is not something new because of this crisis yeah. and this pandemic. These well, are no, numbers that was that are specific reported. to how he's handling COVID. But I'm saying they but, do these all the time. Yeah. They do approval ratings consistently. This isn't something that's come out because of this coronavirus. So I just, there's so much attacking about President Trump, which is part of my frustration and deletion of Facebook because nobody was ready for this. Yeah. Really. And with the World Health Organization not being able really to get boots on the ground in China to be like, hey, this is what's coming for weeks and weeks, which has never happened before. Any other pandemic, they've been there, you know, as early as possible. SARS, MERS, Mm -hmm. Ebola. So he's just doing the best that he can. And I like that Americans are realizing that that. as opposed to all the articles. What the media is saying. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's interesting. And one of the things that I've really liked relying on since a friend posted it on Facebook is uh, from Domo.com. D-O-M-O is Domo. a Utah Domo Arigato Misto Robato Domo. I'm so ingrained on washing my hands that I, without thinking, pick up hand sanitizer and just every like 10 minutes. Slather. I love it. Um, but it's been helpful. They are a company that is just about raw data, which typically they'll work with private companies that hire them to look at where they're at based on their data and their numbers and then project where they're going to be. And their billboards, if you live in Utah, are some of the best. <laughs> we tell you where you're from, where you're from, where you are, and where you're going. <laughs> and they have one right now that says Crystal Ballers. They just they have some really good ones because they do a lot of coding and stuff, of course, but they're just completely rich in data. So they have created this um, tracker that's a coronavirus COVID-19 tracker of this global pandemic. And I'll just read the top part so you kind of know what they're about. Um, Let me update one more time because it may have updated since I did it because they're updating quite frequently. It has. I'm glad I updated so on the top here of uh, this description, it just says, why is my phone being so weird? I'm trying to like be able to scroll it. The latest statistics on the outbreak are gathered every 10 minutes from credible sources, including WHO, CDC, Johns Hopkins University, Worldometer, and data curated by Enigma. And each of those has a link where you can go and I'm sure look at this raw data. We are currently reporting global total confirmed cases. And this was updated this moment, 5.12 Eastern time, which is um, about 14 minutes ago. So they're almost due for another update. Um, this number is a, oh, so total confirmed cases, 718,021. And since we've been looking at this, that has gone up 3,000, I mm-hmm. believe, in the that. last 30 minutes, roughly. 
just for some perspective. This number is a blend of most current sources and is usually slightly ahead of what Johns Hopkins reports, which is currently 716,101. So they're about 2,000 cases behind right now. Um, the latest summary, the U.S. now has the most confirmed cases in the world. U.S. deaths climbed, U.S. deaths climbed, <laughs> the death climbed to at least 1,192, so about 1,200, with 385, 32% of those happening in New York. Um, and new sections, they started showing U.S. testing and U.S. county statistics. And we'll talk a little mm-hmm. bit about how the county statistics are. Um, They do show that total recovered as of right now is 150,919. So about 151,000 have already recovered. Um, Total deaths is 33,889 in the United States. Or no, worldwide, I'm sorry. Worldwide. Oh, okay. I was going to say, well, That's a lot. No, it's a big (laughs) jump. It is pretty high, though. Currently infected worldwide, 533,213. So if you are a geek about math, you can figure out, and I did see a post about the math and the expectation of 800,000 Americans dying. Well, I think the number was a big spread, but I think it was up to 800,000. It'll show you areas where they're infected the most. Alaska and the continental U.S. are highly infected currently. And Alaska kind of surprises me. Like, I wonder... A little bit, yeah. Or that... Why? I don't know. Because Alaska is not very populated, but I don't see that Hawaii is very um, widely affected either. So here's the U.S. numbers currently, 139,803 total confirmed cases, so about 140,000. 5,038 have recovered. Total deaths is only 2,454. It's a little different than worldwide. Currently infected in the U.S. is 132,311. And then it shows where these cases are happening, primarily in... Uh, Michigan, New York, and California. Um, Pretty high in Texas, Washington, Florida. You know, there's some spread out. Wyoming is actually pretty high, relatively speaking. I'm sorry, Colorado. I don't know my maps very well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But you can look by confirmed cases in the last 10 days by state. I mean, there's a lot of really raw data here. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and Utah, as of right now, the lost it sorry it's kind of hard to scroll on my phone uh in utah the total number of confirmed cases as of now is 719 there have been two total deaths 117 new cases and 717 currently infected so that's where utah stands Um, there are 40 states with stay-at-home orders complete and there's another let's see Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, about thirteen that have partial stay-at-home orders. Utah's one of them, and then there's a handful: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. About ten that don't have it. So, um, forty states with orders would be obviously the total that have partial or full. Um, there's testing that you can look at by state. There's eight hundred one point two or four two, sorry, eight hundred one thousand tests administered. Shows you by state. New York is very heavy. California is very heavy. Washington. Um, Utah is kind of middle. And then it's by county. And uh, seven of the ten top counties in the U.S. are of the highest infected is in New York. Um, Summit County, Utah, actually is number seven. So they're pretty up there. They have 360 confirmed cases. 
And as of right now, these numbers are cases per 100,000 people. They say 20.5 average, but then confirmed cases is 37.2 average per 100,000 people. What do you think the difference in those numbers is? Cases per 100,000 people that they're reporting versus confirmed cases. <laughs> I don't know. That's what interesting. Are, what are they pulling? Because confirmed cases is higher than the number of cases. So what does that mean? What are they basing that off of? Because I know a lot of people are not getting testing. You know, I've seen people post on Facebook. Uh, they said I had 103.5 fever and so to go home and just watch my symptoms. But they can't get tested. So Weird. how are confirmed cases higher? I don't know. Um, oh, it might be the numbers. So no, because 20.5 average per 100,000, they're both based on per 100,000. But then it shows the average deaths is 5.52. Well, during an interview on Friday, the Food and Drug Commissioner Stephen Hahn said it's really important to understand getting an accurate and reliable test on the market is important. He told host David Green, our team can provide you with an abstract that was recently published in literature about a test that was performed in another country that demonstrated a 47% positive, false, false positive rate. Mm, so almost half the tests Now are think about that, positive. David. What that means is if you had a positive test, it was pretty close to a flip of a coin as to whether or not it was real. Wow. So we don't even know the people who are testing positive. If that's real or if, the, well, the it's number would be... 50-50 chance of you're test positive, you're actually positive. That's crazy. So that's just so hard. So how do they track all of this? would be lower because... Well, yeah, almost 50% of the time. Because false positives. Yeah. What, I mean, almost half of them are false this positives. This is what I have to tell myself so I don't freak out too much. My anxiety <laughs> lowers back down. Fair enough. <laughs> um, 729 new reported cases today. And keep in mind, this is all based on the data that's available. So depending on how people are reporting and how much testing is being done and all that kind of stuff, because I see a lot of people going, the U.S. has the highest number of confirmed cases now. Well, why is that? You know, let's look at the data. It may not be because of that. It might be because China sold us some that have really high <laughs> false positive rates. Why Why would that happen? Who knows? Um, but they do have some data that you can geek out on about trends that are happening by country, including recent deaths, total number of cases, mortality rates, you know, by the day. And the mortality rates are actually quite low in the U.S., relatively speaking. They're very high in Italy very high in Iran. Spain has spiked a lot. China has completely leveled off um, on their mortality rates, and most of them are relatively low. South Korea is the lowest. And, and you've got to look, okay, what's the correlation here? Because you're looking for a causation. Well, I found out in Italy that if they are in a facility, in a hospital, or a home, you know, like a care center or whatever, because their mm -hmm. population is very elderly overall, uh, that if they were in that facility, it doesn't really matter what they died of. <laughs> it could it's have been marked. heart failure. Yeah, it's marked, it's marked as, as, yeah, corona-related is the so term. So there's that one person that has corona confirmed in the hospital that they're dealing with, and three people go in with heart attack symptoms or stroke or cancer and die yeah. from those causes. Four people have now died from corona right. instead of the Even one that one. actually had it and these other three that were there for just normal issues yeah and and you got to wonder how many countries might be under reporting one of the things that we learned out or learned about early on is that china kept it under wraps for weeks uh, they did saying, not say anything i'll post a link but they're saying that mortuaries in china just a single mortuary is ordering thousands of urns still 
Still. Their death rate has completely leveled off. But they're ordering thousands of urns. For just one mortuary, and there's, you know, lots of mortuaries around. Right. So how many people really have died if this one mortuary is ordering thousands of urns for cremation? Yeah, that's true. And their numbers look like they've leveled off mm-hmm. when they may not have because... Or, well, the question is, are they getting used? Because we did discover recently that there's a, quote, stockpile of ventilators in New York right now. Quote, so, straight from Governor Cuomo's mouth. Yeah, he said, Cuomo said, a stockpile. That's the that's his word. From his conference that he did on Friday. Yeah, so that's 27th. interesting. And, and we talk about it a little bit more, but why wouldn't they leave that responsibility to the professionals who decide who needs a ventilator and who doesn't? And the, the assumption is, or the... Um, I guess what they're focusing on is that they haven't hit the apex yet. They're expecting that conti- to continue to rise. And yet they're under lockdown. So how is that How is that working if we're working to flatten the curve? Um, so then, you know, they go over new cases by country, by state, and then some of how the data is pulled. Um, kind of some information if you want to geek out on that kind of stuff. So I don't. I want to live in blissful ignorance. <laughs> ignorance is bliss. Um, but that's a really good resource if you want to look at something that's completely unbiased and pull what you want from the data. Um, but something else that I came across that was really interesting uh, that was posted by Fox 13 uh, yesterday. It was updated yesterday. I'm sorry. It was posted on Friday, updated Saturday morning. There's an immunologist in Utah that says that there's a test showing if a person has had COVID-19 and more importantly, if they're immune. That could have a huge impact on the global approach to the epidemic. So in February, there was a guy by the name of Dr. Ray First, but with an extra Z in there, became ill while traveling to Colorado. He said, I was stuck in a hotel. Keep in mind, this is in February. I was stuck in a hotel for two days, didn't get outside. I was pretty miserable. And this happened weeks before COVID-19 spread widely across the U.S., but he still had doubts. He said, I got to thinking, well... What if I had coronavirus back in February? How would I know that? And that's a fair question because we've talked about how my sister is fairly certain she had it towards the end of January or Mm mid-January and that a good friend of hers had it as well. All the symptoms that you would correlate. Well, they estimate that 7 million people traveled through that part of China before the lockdown happened. Because they didn't say anything. Because nothing happened. So 7 million people have traveled through that area. So of course it would be here sooner Worldwide. rather than later exactly um but on thursday night of this last week that would have been the 26th the tanner clinic immunologist took a 15 minute test to see if he uh if his immune system made antibodies while fighting COVID 19 because quote because this virus is unique we've never had this virus before the antibody presence identifies that we've been exposed to the virus So the science behind the test can identify other diseases like hepatitis, influenza, and measles. And used internationally, a COVID-19 antibody test has yet to be administered widely in the U.S. So they're using it worldwide to test for antibodies and test immunity, but we're not using it in the U.S. yet. Uh, And he just says, if we're going to use this to strategize getting people back into society, I'd say it's a game changer. It acts much like a pregnancy test. Two lines means that COVID-19 antibodies were found in the bloodstream and therefore that person is immune. Uh, And of course that information is very powerful. His test came out negative and he remains at risk for getting COVID-19. So he thought he had it, but he didn't in fact uh, have antibodies for it. 
But he raises questions for others who have the antibodies. You know, can we potentially allow those people to go out into the economy, to go to work, go to the grocery stores, open up restaurants, and other people can feel comfortable around them knowing they are immune and can't pass on the virus. So that's kind of his perspective on it. There's no way they could be a carrier of it. That makes sense. Okay. They're immune to it it. for whatever reason, right? I mean, they've been exposed at some point. They have the antibodies for it. They carry so immunity. If they come in contact with it. Their body just takes care of it. And Precisely, not they it are safe to be out in society. Yeah, that makes sense. Other people are not, but that particular person would be right. Um, and Doctor First says the nasal the nasal test is still important for people currently, you know, confirmed to have the disease. But you can talk to your doctor. It's not been approved by the FDA. This test, which FDA approval the. But if you're interested in the antibody, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hoops that have to hoops that have to be jumped through in order to get testing, which is what put us in the delay a lot of it in the first place. So, if you're interested in the antibody test, you can talk to your doctor, and they can get you information on it, even though it's not FDA approved. So, I don't know. It's been interesting. It's been interesting to see. What's been posted that's false news, you know, getting spread around. I think that's part of the reason to take a break from the news, like you said, just for your own mental health. <laughs> even even if it's just a couple hours, you know, just stay away from it. Well, and I just, I mean, people are probably going to hate me because I don't think it's as big of a deal as it, people are making it out to be. <laughs> My brother had swine flu, H1N1, and it was bad and it was terrible and it only affected him and nobody else in my house in that household got it. And that worldwide killed 575,000 people. Right. Deaths. Deaths. That many people. So I'm just like, why is everything... This is the opposite of keep calm and carry on. This is freak out (laughs) and stay at home. Absolutely. When total deaths worldwide right now is 33,892. But then you have to run through the scenario of how... Um, how much longer it has to have a run because H1N1, the run was fairly short. It was about a year. Yeah. So. Relative to other viruses, I mean, like Spanish flu. I did see a post that made me smile that said, showed a picture of a guy and said he survived the Spanish flu, fought in World War II, and had corona and has survived the corona as well. (laughs) Yeah. So all three he survived. And he's just sitting there smiling. So I want to research that to make sure that's true, but good for him. Yeah, I've let's seen some. Yeah, let's get his antibodies. Yeah, let's get down to it. Um, I I saw a really cool. I'll see if I can find the link, but I saw a really cool video or not video, but like infographic of different viruses since you know, including like the Black Plague and everything, going back as far mm-hmm. as we have documentation and how deadly they are. This is tiny. <laughs> this is relatively tiny. And, you know, that's going to go along with better sanitation and, you know, more knowledge and things like that. Stronger immune systems. Yeah. You know, yeah. Better diets. Awareness. Yeah. More access to health care. All of that kind of stuff. And I mean, alone, we can talk about the germ theory and how much that changed life, you know. So that may have some impact. But even like you said, of recent viruses that have been going around as novel viruses the last five to ten years, this is minuscule, minuscule in the countries that have supposedly already leveled off from exposure to it and ostensibly built up an immunity. It's still very small. So I, I'm torn. I'm torn between 
doing my part to stay home. Well, and I don't not... social distance just because I don't want to be around people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, I'm good with Introverts that. love this. They, they have every excuse in the world. But I, you know, I, I get torn between allowing friends over at the house versus, you know, completely isolating. And I go back and forth because I'm like you. I'm not as panicked about it. And, you know, relatively speaking, looking at the numbers, it's not as deadly as a lot of things. But luckily, liquor stores are considered essential, so which they should be. Let's be honest, from a medical standpoint, you can't be overloading hospitals with people going through um, detoxification, yeah, DT symptoms. It'll kill you if Utah you quit cold turkey. Owns all the liquor stores. <laughs> it's in their best interest to stay open. <laughs> Voila. Uh, Thanks for listening. Hopefully, we you know. Hopefully, Janet's nerdiness gave you some peace because it did not for me. <laughs> the numbers are the numbers. The data is the data. And I just think relatively yeah. it's not that big of a deal. I and mean it I'm upset and disgusted with people using fear to push an agenda, whatever that agenda might be. Or so. to make a lot of money, which yeah. is also frustrating. But it's a great time to schedule a vacation. A lot of vacation companies are doing one hundred percent refund policies and you have a year to schedule it, things like that. Carl saw a Cancun trip for like I wanna say five hundred dollars a couple to an all inclusive resort. Wow. That's insane. Carl, you want to go to Cancun with me? That's like a week long, you know, <laughs> or five days. I think it was five days. Five days in a resort in Cancun for 500 bucks a couple, which is amazing. <laughs> uh, there's good out there. Yep. For the Take good. advantage of it. Look for the helpers, as Mr. Rogers' mom Help always said. Help small businesses. Yes, please, if you can. I mean, they're still doing takeout a lot of places that, you know, aren't completely shut down. I've heard a lot of really good suggestions about buying gift cards. Mm-hmm. Because then they get to utilize that money right now when they need it, and you cash it in later when they're open. Yeah. So that's a good that's a good thing. Just make sure if they do shut down between now and then, you can get it back. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or just support support them. Consider it a donation because you like that place. Yeah. But take care of yourself. Life is good. We're not gonna die. No, we're get, we're all gonna be okay. We're gonna get through this. We've seen much worse. Toasters are deadly. <laughs> Prove me wrong. <laughs> Change my mind. Love you, bye. Love you, bye.